Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Yeah, watching for the very first time. Very first time. <laughs> wow, that had a bit of a twang. Time. <laughs> <laughs> and you join us, listener. We are... Where are we? Where are we? We're, um... I know where we are. We're on a rocky landscape admiring... Our faces carved into the rock. <laughs> yeah, hopefully better than the doctors were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of our of Two Watch Who. But we should start, shouldn't we, with world news because this podcast traces all of history as we found out through COVID. Uh and the Queen. I know. Yeah. Well, so in fact it happened obviously on Thursday. And we released our episodes on Friday. And I even said to Mark, I was like, I'm surprised you released it. I know. I know. Because, um, well, we, we love the Queen. I'll say we both we love, love the Queen. We're big fans of the Queen. And um, it was very shocking and very quick. And I know everyone's it been talking shocking. about it. It was. I didn't think it was shocking. I mean, I mean the, the speed of it was because I, I only knew about it because you messaged and sent that thing about they'd done a statement about she wasn't well and everything. I had no idea other than that. And then that got me looking on Twitter and then I put the news on and then they did that whole thing where everything goes black and all of the news so and everything. What did you watch it on? What channel? BBC. Uh, BBC. Of course BBC. You were with the 18 million people that were also watching it at the same time. <laughs> well, it was funny. Because I remember, when was it? At work, many, many years ago, we had a whole conversation about it, didn't we? Probably. We, 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 I don't know how we, we were talking about it. And <laughs> I remember a whole afternoon we spent talking about it, what would happen. <laughs> we, we get so much work done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, I mean, that, for the record, we actually did get a lot of work done, but sometimes we did so much work that we needed a whole afternoon off of talking about the Queen. <laughs> I did, and you were looking it up and telling everyone all about what would happen. I and mean, it just seemed like... It would never happen. Uh, so yeah, it's big news. I mean, to us, it's big news. I know some people don't really aren't really bothered about it, but it's it's a historic moment. It's history, whether whatever you think about it. It's so historic. And I was just saying to Mark before, like before we started recording, we were just having a, a bit of a talk about it. And for me, I like okay, she died. You get all that. The like, you know what's happening. It was when Charles was at Buckingham Palace greeting people and we've already moved on to god save the king and i was like gosh you know it just not at that point not even 24 hours she was still alive 24 hours ago when he was at buckingham palace i'm pretty sure because it was that morning he traveled down wasn't it so and i just thought gosh 24 hours earlier she was still alive and he's here at buckingham palace having to greet people put on a face regardless of whatever old she was you know losing i mean i know losing a parent's awful it's just it's a it is something that doesn't matter. I remember my mum saying, like, you you only ever lose your dad once or your mum once because you only have one. Whatever your relationship is, when that passes, that's what happens and you feel however you feel about that. And so, you know, it's, it's still his mum and whoever she is and however old she is, it doesn't change how you feel. And there he was and everyone's shaking everyone's hands, putting the face on. 
And you could tell it was just like, gosh. And I was like, we are such a strange nation. <laughs> Like, this is, like, so bizarre. And getting used to saying the king now. We have a king. Well, I'll tell you another thing that really got me was um, my friend posted on Facebook. She'd been at a church service that evening, and obviously a lot of church services were singing God Save the King. Um, so she said it was the first time that she'd sang God Save the King, as in because – and she said – also the realisation that she will probably never sing God Save the Queen again because obviously Charles male, William's male, and... Um, Who's after that, after William? Oh gosh, uh, um, so- Louis. Is it Louis? No, Louis the youngest. Ah! I'm having a complete... Charlotte, Louis... I keep want to say James. It's not James. Charlotte, oh hang on. I've got, I've got on my phone what the succession is because I was looking it up earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is really annoying me. Um, I can see his face. Are you sure it's not Louis? Oh, um, Louis the youngest. George. George, thank you. I can't want to say James. I'm not James. What am I about? George. They're all male. So, in our lifetime, Mark, we will probably never sing "God Save the Queen" again. No, because actually, seventh, it would be Lilibet. It, no, it's it'd the be next Charlotte. Theme. Oh, yeah, sorry, Charlotte. I'm looking at <laughs> <the> right. <laughs> sorry, Lilibet is seventh. Charlotte is third. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought I knew my royals, but I don't. You really don't. I just can't remember. I was like, anyway, but um, yeah, we like because probably in our, in my life and your life, we'll have we've had the Queen, obviously, we'll have Charles, William. If we're very fortunate, because he's older than us, we'll get a fourth. You know. Yeah, it's um, a big thing. It's a huge historic thing and um and these, these people if that if they're the same age as the queen they're on their fourth monarch already because there was quite a lot happened obviously we had um george was abdicated the abdication and yeah, yeah then, then the queen and and then charles so yeah also and i said i'm amazed he chose charles yeah because that was the thing but i think in this day and age, I think it would be too confusing for people, <laughs> I think. Uh, well, He's known as said, Charles. Yeah, my mum said, like, that's it. He's it's not if he was younger, as in if he was like William's age now, William chose a different name. Although that might be weird. I think people could adjust to it more. Whereas, you know, he's in his seventies. Yeah, he's I don't been Charles. Yeah, there's no point think, changing his name. Yeah. No. no, so that that all happened. And in true just bring it back to Doctor Who. Just on Doctor Who Twitter, there was things like, you know, all these doctors have, you know, Queen Elizabeth has seen all of these doctors oh and God, oh just stuff like that. And there's when Prince Charles and Camilla visited the set of Doctor Who in 2013, like, oh, he's a fan as well. She was a fan. He's a fan. He's going to continue the, <laughs> the fandom in the family. All that kind of stuff. All that you know ridiculous I, stuff. I tried to avoid social as much as possible. I mean, and that's hard in my job, doing marketing and particularly social. That was hard, but I tried to avoid it. So I did not see any of this. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that, that happened. And just... Classic um, just... Doctor Who fandom there. <laughs> making it about itself. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, she never got to see the centenary special, unfortunately. <laughs> so That's what she was thinking. That's what Appar- she was Apparently she was a fan. She had all the box sets. No. She did. She loved Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. 
<laughs> she probably <laughs> saw missing episodes. She probably did. She probably had them. Yeah. <laughs> you, how would you feel, Mark, if you found out it was the Queen that had them all the time? Where would you? I, how would that feel in your sort of like your loyalties to the missing episodes saga? I would forgive her. She's the only person that can hoard missing episodes. <laughs> um, anyway, right, to uh, to carry to, on. God save the king. Let's start yeah. with God save the king. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, well, to con- um, I did go past Buckingham Palace at the weekend, uh, so this is going into my other story that's completely, completely different. So I have to tell you about. Um, I went to London. We there was this. Uh, uh, well, it was a couple of weeks ago. I saw on Twitter that um, an actress from Neighbours was going to be doing a meet and greet and a okay. signing. <laughs> I was like, I've got to go to that. I've got to do that, and. It was very odd because it was somewhere off in Wimbledon at this like mill place. It was it was like a mill sort of if you imagine like a sort of pub garden centre with a tattoo studio and a cocktail bar, uh, with sort of benches outside and a little market stall. It was a really odd place, and I was looking it up. I, it had like about two likes on Twitter. Nothing else. Nothing anywhere. Nothing on the actual website of this thing. It was some strange. Uh, sort of company that was promoting it well with a couple of tweets that was it nothing 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 anyway um, you couldn't buy a ticket for it it was just pre-order a photo online or cash on the day it just compared to all the Doctor Who things I've been to it was completely like I was well, like this is all is... quite new for neighbours you know yeah, in well, that way so obviously she's she's was travelling over and someone decided to make a little event of it or something Um Anyway, went to London at the weekend, stayed in London, ready to go on Sunday over to Wimbledon. Um, But then even on that Saturday night, I wasn't even sure if it was happening because on her Instagram, she was in Ibiza doing something. She'd never, she didn't mention anything herself. There was still nothing online about it, apart from this tweet, which was a week old, was the last tweet about it. (laughs) So anyway, went, found this place on Sunday afternoon. No, nothing about it at all when you get there. And when you go to Doctor Who things, at least you know there's going to be an event because, you know, someone's dressed up as Patrick Troughton or someone's got a Tom Baker scarf or something. I was just looking in the crowd at these sort of families on pub benches and I was thinking, is anybody a Neighbours fan? Is there anybody? Like, is that person? I was like, oh, I think, oh, maybe she is. I was, I was sort of like looking around. No indication of anything where it was. Nothing. There wasn't, you know, something set up because it said Q&A, um, you know, photo, meet and greet and all this stuff. Nothing, no sign of anything at all. And it was supposed to start at 12, got to 12. Nothing, nothing at all, nothing going on. Um, I did hear someone say one of the neighbours' characters because I was thinking, okay, at least there's one other person here to have it, you know, to to see. Absolutely nothing. And then suddenly, I saw her. There she was. (laughs) So it was Charlotte, uh, Charlotte Chimes, who plays Nicolette, who has been in it the last couple of years. I was like, oh my God, it's her. And so there was a couple of people at this pub bench outside and she just came over and was like, hi guys. There was one guy with her that got these photos out of her and just sort of stood there. And she ba- she was basically organising it herself, but there, there wasn't any organisation. <laughs> she was just like, well, does anyone want to ask me anything? What's, you know, where are you from? And it turned out to be this amazing, really nice, intimate event and I have to say, better than any Doctor Who event I've been to, or she was so nice and lovely. I cannot, like, 
better than any Doctor Who person I've met. She had time for everyone. Okay, there was a guy there that was like, it's 20 quid for a picture or that kind of thing. We sort of ended up forming a little bit of a queue. Um, but it was really just an afternoon in the pub with her. And she was really interested in everyone, just chatting for ages and ages. I told her all about... Um, at work when I used to tell everyone about neighbours on a Monday meeting and everything like that and she was like oh wow I told her a whole story about that uh, I said about watching it in the 90s and she was like what's your favourite storyline all this kind of stuff and it, she genuinely took a, a long time and she was like oh make sure you're happy with the photo we can take more if you want we can do she was so nice uh, and she was like, oh, after uh, she was like, I'll stick around and we'll we'll have a bit of a chat later and stuff. So sort of everyone was sort of just around and I it was amazing, absolutely amazing. I'm so glad she you was had a so good nice. Time. Like, and yeah, she signed like a photo and uh, and uh, we got yeah got a couple of selfies and things. And she, I think she was just genuinely pleased that some people had turned up i think she she had friends over in the uk so i think her friend lived around the corner that she was staying with and stuff i think she was just on holiday and happened to do like a meet and greet thing i don't think she was there for the money at all there was this sort of one guy bodyguard type guy that was just stood there was completely useless who must have been the organizer uh who he was a bit on the much i don't think she was bothered about it at all i like because at the doctor who ones even you know like i say like katie manning is very chatty to everyone it gives everyone time if everyone's in, met katie manning at a, at a convention you know that she's like she's like that as well but this was even like more of a level i mean all the doctor who people you know karen Ann ford she was in it 50 years ago she's there to make a bit of money and she doesn't really want to chat too long and just you know like all those experience this was a genuine like she was just really interested in everyone and wanted to chat for a very long time even though you know she was there signing and just came up to her afterwards like oh you know going off now see you later and, she, and then she got up and oh and she and had loads of hugs and then hugged her goodbye and I hugged her and if I sort of like hug my head sort of goes to the left and that person goes to the right like that and then she went oh actually actually you're supposed to hug the other way around because when you hug, it your hearts are supposed to touch, oh um, <laughs> like that. And she honestly, genuinely, I, but I know that's that, like she was genuinely. His hugging technique. Honestly, it, she just had so much time for everyone. Uh, so it was a really positive. I almost told her about VHS neighbours guy, but I was like, maybe, I really wish I had now. <laughs> and she was like, "I'll tell you all the VHS neighbours guy story." Yeah. So, <laughs> so um, I have to say, it was the best experience, and I wish maybe some of the Doctor. It's weird because you go to some of these Doctor Who ones, and you think, "Wow, they're really intimate." They've everyone's, you know, that, and then you go to something like that, which. It could have been terribly organised, and they didn't book anywhere. They literally reserved a pub table, but it was just so nice. Uh, Do you think yeah, though, can... that's because of her rather than because of the way it was organised? Because, like you said, it could have gone either way. I don't. Really I mean, I, I think there was only twenty maybe people there. Scope more for a sort of more intimate, you know, hour. So where there's only like ten, twenty people booked, and people can book for. A, an hour lunch break or whatever with people. Yeah, I think I, they didn't advertise it. That's why there was hardly anyone there. Like, no one knew about it. But, but I think that's what I'm saying. Do you think if, like, if you were running a convention, if you had, like, an you know, an hour wave and people, but it was more intimate, so it might cost a bit more, maybe, because it's, but, 
or only certain numbers. So it's first come, first served, and it's only like 15 people. And that way it feels a little bit more like you can have conversations rather than it's not about like the photos or anything like that. It's about that experience because it serves a different point. Some people go because they want to have their photos and take away that. Other people go because they want. Yeah, and there's people literally just sitting next to her at the pump, just having a drink and just enjoying the chat while she was signing stuff next to her. We were just sort of sat around her. It was just, and then she'd get up and if someone nearby, she's like, hi, and nice to meet you. I have to say though, as well, sorry, we'll get onto the face of evil in a second. <laughs> um, I have I to say. to keep this short. We're coming up to 19 minutes. Continue. You always get those sort of people. You get them at Doctor Who conventions and you get them anywhere like this who maybe don't have the social awareness of, <laughs> of these events. Like, they're like VHS Neighbours guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like VHS Neighbours guy. And there was some. There was a couple of that were just like right there, with, like in the front doing all of the talking. And and But th- again, this is how she's slightly different to Doctor Who people is she handled that so well and she you know i think if it was again like an annika wills or a caroline ford i think you might get someone that says oh no that's enough you know anything like that she was so she just handled it really well that this person was chat really like wouldn't let her go sort of thing and then she would say oh you know oh, I've just got to go and talk to this person now. And then this woman that was there <laughs> got the phone and got her mum on the phone and was like, she was in the middle of, t- um, Charlotte was talking to somebody else and this woman came out and was like, talk to my mum on the phone, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, oh, okay. And she did it and she, she was like, oh, but I've got to go now. I'll hand you back, you know. And she, the way that she, I think I was most impressed the way that she just handled everybody yeah, so yeah. well. It was just, you just don't get that sometimes with, but other the sort answer, of that's things. a skill. Just, I mean, like, that, yeah. you're, you're taught to act and you're taught to, like, do that stuff, but you're not taught to, like, handle that. I know. I was so impressed just how amazing it was. So bring on the more neighbours meet and greets is what I say. <laughs> yeah. What I can't wait for is when you're editing this for you to realise how long you've been talking about someone from Neighbours. Okay, right. Let's, that is a cue. We will carry on. Right, face of evil then. Face of evil. Here we go. So we had Deadly Assassin last week, where the Doctor was... I'm getting on with it. <laughs> I'm getting on with it. So we had Deadly Assassin last week. That was a really good uh, chat about... Well, the Doctor was on his own versus the Master. Um, and you, you predicted that the face of evil was the Master, but... Yeah, I got like, that wrong completely different it was the doctor um so this story i think in sort of tom baker's run we're getting to the point now which i that sort of period where i'm not as in they're ones that i haven't watched again and again and i'm not as keen on as we go on interesting uh, at, at the moment so this one i didn't really have any strong feelings about i probably haven't really concentrated on it too much it's um, obviously Leela's first story, which we'll, we'll, we'll chat about. What are your initial thoughts then? It had a lot of elements of things that I don't like. Okay. Uh, not that I don't like, but the things that I struggle with. But I really liked Leela as a character. She reminded me a bit of Sarah, mixed with a bit, as in like, she was quite... Um, she doesn't know the guy, do you know what I mean? But she was quite she was strong-willed. 
And that's evident from the start. You know, she's on like trial, isn't she? She's got a strong little character, reminded me of Sarah a bit. But with a mix of um, our favourite button hero. Katarina, yeah. I see. Okay. 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 Well, and I'll that go through. Less by the end, but there was, to begin with, a lot of like the Katarina mixed with a Sarah. That's a good way of summing it up, actually. Um, well, I'll go through my notes then and we'll, we'll talk as we go, as, as you want to <laughs> get through. So, yeah, so it's this sort of. Planet... I'm just thinking of you, love. Hey. I'm just thinking of you. Don't give me that because you want to get through. You're the one that has to edit this thing. <laughs> um, so. Well, so we start off not in the best way that I don't think we like a Doctor Who's a sort of other planet. There's this tribe, lots of you're the leader. We must do this. We must do this. On, um, and Lila is being banished for something that she said. Is she and... leader? No, sorry, it's, you've got I'm the leader, you're this, the sort of politics of another planet mixed with yeah. some of the chanty stuff. It's not a great start for the things that we enjoy, is it? Yeah, she. I, I couldn't work out. I just thought she was like someone who disagreed with the war. Yeah, basically, yeah. If there was, like, was going to be a war or there was something and she disagreed with it and therefore by disagreeing with those orders, she was going to be punished. Yeah, that's it. And then... Her father steps up and says, I'm going to take that. And then presumably he's carted off and killed and we never see him again, which is a big thing, isn't it? Like, there was the the start felt very... To the point, I actually started it and thought that I'd missed an episode. Well, yeah, you go straight into it. That's what I mean. You go straight into this other planet. It's like right like... in the middle of a dialogue. It's like... And I was like, have I, like... I actually stopped and went back to check how I was on the first episode. It it was a bit of a, like, we're in it. I get that we're in it, but it felt... I literally thought that, like, I was in, I'd missed something and, like, I was in the middle of a storyline that I should have seen. And I, I'm really jumping ahead here, but I think they could have been really clever in terms of the Doctor returning to something that uh, he's worked with before. Well, that's um, yeah. That's part of the the. I think you they have to hold that off until the end of episode one because that's. But the, the I would have loved to have it have been something that we've seen before, rather than some. Oh well, I went here. You don't know that. Like, I they could have been so clever with that and brought back like something from the past that we thought had left in you know, decent, you know, I sort of, I was thinking about it. I had built sort of a break between two and three. I might've been three and four. I can't remember. But between there, I had a break and I thought, God, wouldn't it have been great if like, if in the next story, it's, it's like we're Steven. Do you know what I mean? And like, we'd left it with Steven trying to fix the planet. Oh my God. <laughs> why do you like, always come back to Steven fixing the planet? Why? You've done that recently. <laughs> it's just, it's just in my mind. But like, wouldn't that be, like, wouldn't that be great if we come back and it's like, actually, it was that. And we have some sort of, like, a connection. And that's how – and I obviously didn't – I had a feeling we might be getting a new companion because he doesn't have one. But I wasn't 100% sure until the end. But, yeah, I was like – and that would have been that transition of companion as well. And, yeah, but they didn't. They just went with, like, oh, well, in the past, he's come here. And so then we have to explain something to us. And I hate things where it's a lot of, like – 
explaining of backstory. That well, Yeah, that's what we don't like, and that's what it goes straight into. You've got to work out who these people are. I, I, I mean, I know that's what you always do in a story, but sometimes it's easier than other times. And this one, I think that's what always sort of put me off, because... It doesn't really explain much about the whole planet and the society as much. It's just a few people in this part of this forest area. Leela's the only woman you see. Who are? Where is everybody else? There's not really much attempt, I don't think, to explain the wider society. And I think that's maybe part of the, the problem for me. A great jungle set, though. Amazing. We always have a good jungle set. I think some of this oh, yeah. story is slightly overlit, so you don't get as much atmosphere sometimes. Because we've yeah. had some great jungles on that have been really well, like Planet of Evil last season with the with the red j- jungle and everything I like that. I put it up in my top jungles. It wasn't bad, but I wouldn't say it's one of my favourites. Oh, well, you get a lot of the depth. I think that's what's great, because it's on film again, like that last yeah. season. So it it's not just just a set it does look a bit more but it's just the lighting for me and then you get because the doctor's on his own it's very odd to have him looking straight at the camera and talking on his own at the very beginning i thought that was funny um yes but you can't keep going on so you're gonna have to have a companion at some point you can't just have him keep on being on his own talking to the camera and then this is where he meets leela she's being hunted now and there's something invisible in the jungle so um, we always have invisible things in the jungle. It's not a Terry Nation as well. Usually that's Terry Nation's thing, isn't it? Yeah. And again, that was a bit of an odd thing because I thought that I'd missed something again. I thought that like I had to go back because we didn't see the thing that like he steps in and he's like, don't move. And I thought, oh, we, we get and you don't see anything. And again, it just sort of like that felt more of a disappointment than it's an invisible thing and it's supposed to be. It just felt a bit of a cop out. Uh, yeah, I never really understood the bit with the clock being crushed. I did uh, when I watched it again. Now I, I sort of get all of that, and it. Yeah, it's quite a big. Well, in some ways, it's quite a big concept to sort of work out that there is. So there's supposed to be this area wherever they're living. There's a barrier or something, and that's where these creatures are sort of on the outskirts of the barrier or guarding this barrier, and they can't get through. So do they just live in this really small area of the planet? Uh, yeah, it takes a little bit of time to work that out. I would say it took two episodes to really get a grasp of what was that, not even the landscape, but just everything. It took me about two episodes before it really kicked in. Well, it, as you get as you get to know the characters and the Doctor's brought in, it gets a little bit easier. So you've got Neva, who's the priest. He reminded me of the guy in the Aztecs a little bit, a bit of Aztec stuff. You know, he's the one that's listens to the voice and he's got and did you sort of notice that they're they're this sort of tribal there's his well he is annoying yeah (laughs) that he's there is this sort of tribal planet that we've seen probably quite a few times before but then you've got those sort of things of technology where he's got this electronical thing and did uh, because that's part of the story that there's these bits of spaceship that sort of left around but sometimes in doctor who you could just have some random bits and pieces is that a production thing or is that an intentional story thing do you see what i mean and but it is intentional in the story but sometimes you could just it's not as as big a clue because actually it's doctor who and that could just be the society and the planet i i found all of that a bit odd actually Again, it was something, I think if it had been, it was never really explained for a a long time. Nothing ever really gets explained. It's just sort of like, 
because this has happened, therefore that's some so like he says, doesn't it? I think it's in the second when he goes and actually meets him and he's like, Well, you do realise that you're like not like you have been visited by people because there's loads of like stuff around and but it's taken and that was in like I think the second episode. It's taken until the second episode for even that to be raised as a thing. Well, I think it's nice to have that mystery, and I think the doctor himself knows, but obviously he's got no one to explain or to tell, so it's just the odd comment here and there that you're supposed to I pick think, up. But again, why didn't he ask her? I mean, he's established a relationship with her in that first, very quickly. Why didn't he ask her about, like, what he did sort of say, like, where are we, what sort of time, or try and get all that, but why didn't he ask then, like, so why is this here at least then early on we have a see a sense of like that's not regular i don't know and equally you're right it's doctor who and there's a sort of give and take of like well this is what it is this is like it, it's set in some weird like unknown place where things would merge and stuff and well the, the, big, I don't know. Yeah, the big clue though is, and it's a great shot is the gong and it's got survey team written on it and yes. he's doing the gong. That is when you know because they're the, the she's the the tribe of the sever team, and it's the survey team. That is really clever. I really like that, and it's a great yeah. sci-fi concept. The whole thing of this crash spaceship really, or whatever. It's just a shame that like it's sort of dismissed so quickly. Because you're right. It when stuff like that, and when he's like surveyed and he's trying to explain it to them and stuff, and like all that, I really liked. I just wish they'd have embraced some of that more or brought it in a bit sooner. Yeah, because then you, you've got Leela. Um, Who? Can I just... If we're close watching, oh, yeah. surely she was an inspiration for Lara Croft. Oh, could be. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, well, okay, let's just talk about Leela generally because we see her and she's quite a... She has a knife. She's got a crossbow. She kills people with these Janus thorns, and she's actually kills. I think I made. She actually kills, kills like at least four people in this whole story. And yeah. you know, you wouldn't necessarily think that was a companion, you know, character no, trait. No, quite an unusual. It like that's why I wasn't a hundred percent sure she was going to come along because of. You're right. She's not the conventional option in that. Look, I've always said the whole purpose of the companion is to be the audience. She's supposed to be us and us in that situation in our view. And I can't, like, you know, you're trying to work out. She's obviously, They've obviously been there long enough that they don't even know who they are anymore. Well, I think this generations and generations this has happened yeah, over, yeah. yeah. So she's always known. So she is that they are. It is like I did make a note, like the Stephen story, like the savages, because that had some technology. They had like the savages and the technological people, didn't they? The two sort of two societies. Through was in my head. Yeah, because you know we had Nanina running around, didn't we, and yeah. all that stuff. It's a bit. It is a little bit similar to that. And yeah, that they've was gone. But then with Leela as well, even in oh, this. Sorry, oh. hang on. Sorry, Alexa, stop. <laughs> What I, like talking. Oh. I like started talking, it made me jump. <laughs> <laughs> Even in this story, Leela starts out, she's very, she thinks the Doctor's the evil one. 
she's very much within her society. And then as she goes on, she spends more and more time with the Doctor. She starts questioning stuff, and he gets her to question. But by the end, she's like, that's the main computer area thing, rather than that's the ritual. Yeah, yeah. So you already see her development. So maybe that's a bit of a clue that she will stay on, because she, out of everybody, none of the others particularly those revelations and things, but they haven't moved on. They're arguing about who's going to be the leader at the end, whereas she's moved on and you can see how she's ready to for something else now. So that, But I was just... There is that violence, and we talked about violence last time, where actually Leela is going around... And when she stabs... It, I I never understood. It must, like, paralyse you because they she sort of stabs the guy and then opens his eye and then they sort of stand there in a frozen position, don't they? When yeah. It's really odd, but um, she's killing them. Do you them. know who she reminded me of when she was doing that? Sarah Super Trooper. Sarah Kingdom. Well, Sarah Kingdom killed people, but then she became good. So, yeah. Well, well remembered. <laughs> There's a blast. <laughs> blast from the past. But then also, when, like you said, Katarina, she's more intelligent than Katarina. Yes. Even when she's in her... Uh, in her society, in her state, she still knows what a button is. Well, she's obviously challenged them enough to get to a point of being on trial, whereas Katarina was just a slave girl. Well, exactly. Yeah, Katarina wouldn't. You wouldn't meet Katarina. She wouldn't question anything. Katarina wouldn't question unless she didn't know. Well, <laughs> unless it was button. <laughs> At least Leela is. Button. You know, Ooh. is can is developing a bit quicker than that. Uh, and, well, you'd have to. You wouldn't be a companion otherwise. That's what, why Katerina wasn't a companion, because it wouldn't have worked. She literally ejected herself from her own companionship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never forgotten. Never forgotten. Um, well, going, going through... Katerina. Um, <laughs> R.I.P. <laughs> so we have that great cliffhanger at the end of episode one. So we've had all of the, these clues, and then you see the Doctor's face. Well, now, it seems I have been here before. That's the evil one. Is it? I must have made quite an impression. That's the face of evil. That is a great moment. That's a good cliffhanger. Oh, yeah. I I mean, the Play-Doh mountain isn't the best. It's great. Is it? (laughs) <laughs> I think it's it could have, I just I I thought it could have been better. It took me a couple of seconds to figure out it was him. It's only with his own reaction. And then I was like, oh, it's supposed to be him. Okay. Which is why then it does explain why everyone's looking at him going, You're the evil one, because obviously they recognise this mountain that they've been living next to the whole time is him. Yeah, okay, not hundred percent the best likeness, but it's probably difficult to carve someone's whole face in stone. Play-Doh. Well, stone. (laughs) But then the other thing, the other clue that I like in episode two is when uh, Neva's talking to the god or the 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 whoever. It's we hear his voice. It's the Doctor's voice. Yeah, yeah, you hear that, and it's it's slightly uh, camouflaged, but the audience can tell. Oh yeah, I knew straight away it was his voice. Yeah. Yeah, and then this is where. Leela starts changing her beliefs. Then I think this whole tribe wants to go and attack. Um, and it feels like they've been trying to do this again and again. And so now we're seeing this, then this is what this whole argument was about in the first place to I attack or not. I think they've been not. told to. So I think that 
guys told them that they've been told to attack and it turns out that they've been talking to the evil thing. Or so, I don't know. That's like, yeah. that's how I understood it. He's like connected to their God and their God happens to also be the doctor's voice thing. Yeah. But is all, that's also the baddie. So they don't realize that actually the thing that's telling them what to do is also well, no, the I think I think that's the how te- I understand. they know. Well, they know of the Tesh, and they know that there's something through there. But it's never really clear if they've met before or not. That's the history of what we're going to go and fight the Tesh. They're the evil ones out there. Is it all just through that voice? And the computer's been manipulating them the whole time. Yeah, it's never. I don't know. It takes. I, I'm sure yeah, if you it's watch never this a, fully I'm sure understood. if you watch this a good couple of times, I'm sure you will get it eventually. I'm sure it's all there. I'm sure all the listeners are very clear on it, apart from us. But <laughs> well, equally, we watched it and we aren't clear, and that's that's a failing in storytelling. Like, well, you get um, in part two, Leela is stabbed with the thorn. So you actually you've got a good you've got a goodie on her side. You have got Thomas. He's the the guy that's friends with Leela, who's sort of the only one on her side to begin with. He's the other supporting character. Yeah, but character. doesn't he go and, like, stab the doctor, like, turn his back on the doctor? No, well, no, he's, I think he's on on Leela's side and then and because he's on Leela's side, he's on the doctor's side eventually. He's he's the goodie. Eventually, he's the one. yes. Eventually. But initially, doesn't he, like, say, oh, yeah, and then he literally, like, well, there's a lot of prison. You're our prisoner, and all this stuff. And then there's the one that, yeah, stabs Leela. Then when the doctor's captured, you get the hoarders. So he's going to be fed to the hoarders. So we have all of that, which are the little sort of cybermatty things. <laughs> and you go through. Yeah, they were kind of- random addition. Well, well, there's no really monster in this, so you need to have some kind of creature, I suppose. Isn't a monster the computer? Well, yeah, I know, but in terms of an alien-y monster, you've got to have something. So he's going to be fed to the Cybermat hoarders. Um, a quite a shocking bit where Leela, I think Leela stands up to... Um, they're all they're all there and the Doctor's going to be passed to crossbow the thing and everything. I can't remember who it does, but someone slaps Leela prop around the face. Oh, yeah, he does. He, I'm sure it's this guy that we're talking about. I can't remember names. He had the beard. Yeah, I think he's like the leader one, one of the leadery ones, he the baddie one. He yeah. slaps her. Yeah, I was really shocked at that, actually. <laughs> like, Violence against women. I thought that, yeah, I thought that was pretty bad. And I, But I like the moment where the, they're sort of like piranha things, aren't they, these hoarders? And there's the guy that's, he says something to the doctor, he's rude to the doctor. Oh, no, actually, he's the one that slaps Leela. Yeah, yeah, and then... Yeah, and then the doctor throws the hoarder at him and he runs he off screaming. Like, Why'd you do that? And then throws one at him, yeah. Yeah. But he's the one. But, but that shows, obviously, because he's done that, he deserves to get eaten by the piranha. So he attacked Leela. So we don't yeah. feel sorry for him. Yeah, but that was quite shocking, really, for for Doctor Who. You know, again, potential companion being. You know, I think that was that's quite violent. And then, yeah, we learn more as the, it's a little bit of padding with the Doctor, and he's going to be sacrificed to the hoarders and all that kind of stuff. You don't really need all of that. Then, it at least the story moves on a little bit. Once you get to, they go inside the face and then, again, another bit I didn't understand was whenever they, they sort of climbed up through the mouth and then there's sort of some invisible thing to get to the spaceship, which is really far away. And I don't yeah. know, on the other side of the mountain and someone turns you know up in a space suit. Yeah, that trial thing that he had to do and she was on about the string, it gets longer and, and quicker or something. 
Yeah, that's what. So the doctor's over the thing. The doctor's over the thing with the hoarders underneath. So it's going to open as the rock goes down and the string goes down. The thing opens out and he's going to fall through the hole. So he has to shoot the string to stop the rock from opening up and he gets sacrificed and he managed to do that. No, she says because she basically just says you need to shoot the the rope and then that will be and he does because he's got great crossbow skills. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he says something like she says to him, doesn't she? Oh, where'd you learn that from? He's like, oh, a man called William Tell. I, I like that. Yeah, it's all uh, It's I like those those moments. Um, end of episode two though is interesting because this fight goes on. It's really good effect with that doctor's face as like the invisible thing in the jungle. It's sort of that yeah, a yeah. good effect. And episode two is interesting because it ends up with. Thomas in danger. It's not the Doctor or Leela or anything like that. So he is supposed to be a bit of a a supporting character. He gets his own cliffhanger. He does, yeah. So that, but I, I mean, I don't know if I particularly care if he's in danger or not. But he no, gets I his don't own care. Like no, he, gets <laughs> he don't really. I guess it kind of with. like because you you're not sure of him, and then him getting in danger makes you wonder what side. I guess maybe that's the point of it. But then at least once they go over to the spaceship, you get three and four, and then we meet the Tesh, which are the technicians. Again, really clever way of... I mean, clothes watch, those Tesh costumes are awful. I th- This is what I don't like. Why are they... They're like sort of munchkin gnome people with their little hats and their green... <laughs> like, the design isn't the best for... I didn't think it was awful. I mean, it's a good contrast. It's better. But it, it worked for what it needed to work for. They're very that's a sixties costume there. It would have worked in black and white. Very different into, though. They're, but that's look, the whole idea. Yeah, and and it, for that it was effective and worked. But if everyone's supposed to be sort of descendants of all these different the technicians and the survey team, why are the technicians got why have they got sort of like grey faces? Why are why they all they made silver? up and silver? Yeah. Why yeah, are they supposed to be know, they're not aliens? I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't oh, that as well. And it's all a bit, this is the stuff I don't like, all the cringe stuff I where they're bowing. I really thought it was another race, as in like yeah. they were the ones in charge and it yeah. was another race. I didn't realise that they were all linked. That's the thing, yeah, that's what I don't like. And they all do this bowing stuff, yes, and all, all that kind of, and they've obviously got their own society. It's showing that they've got their own society. But again, there's no, they just live on that spaceship for generations. Where is the rest of their... Where is the rest of the world? What is their world like? Is it just all on this spaceship? It's one corridor we see, which is very clever, which is a triangle, which they can shoot from different angles, but it's one corridor that we see <laughs> and one room. And there's just these gnome people in a spaceship. And you're like, well, they're, they're, and they're terribly, they're, the acting isn't particularly great for them, I don't think. I thought the main one wasn't too bad because to begin with, I just thought he was like a messenger and like, and then when it all went a bit evil and he's like, yes, yes. And I quite liked all that. I kind of liked the whole like, well, this is what it is, sort of like. I suppose, yeah, that shows that, that that's all they've ever known. And they, But they've got telepathic powers. They've got all this, I don't know how that's explained, whether suddenly they've got all this, they can control yeah, there's people a lot. and stuff. There's a lot that's said that's also not said in this story. And then this is where... Oh, yeah, Leela fights the guards and stuff, and she does a proper... She flips one over. She's a proper action... Well, like, she's supposed to be, I guess, isn't she? Because if she's, like, you know, one of the sort of warriors of this planet, sort of, 
even though she's the only female we've seen. But it feels like they're more um, physical as a force, whereas the other ones are more, which fits what they are. You know, the survey team, they're out on the ground versus the technicians working with technology and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, then going on, the the doctor goes in and finds it's it's Zoanon is this is their god, isn't it? Who is the computer? And so I think that's a I when I first watched this, the cliffhanger that stuck out for me was this end of part three one with the the Who am I? And then the these faces of the doctor come up, and it's sort of like this child's voice. Yeah, that I, child's that... voice really threw me. No. I am the doctor. No. I am the doctor. No. No. Genuinely, well, I remember getting this. I didn't watch it for a long. I got it on video when I was a bit older, um, like secondhand on eBay, um, and I didn't know much about this story at all. And that is Did the you moment. Know it was her first story, Leela's first story. Oh yeah, I knew it was. Yeah, and I'd seen other ones of her, but I'd never seen her first one. And yeah, again, it wasn't one that particularly interested me from what I saw of it. So that's why I didn't really bother with it. And then, but seeing that really. Sometimes it's just the unexpected ones that sort of shock you. And I don't know why. That genuinely shocked me, that cliffhanger. And it's very simple. All it is is it's because it's the child's voice that just says that. I think it is the child's voice. It it was an odd scene because he's confronting it and it doesn't know what it is. There's a lot of just confusion over what things are. It's having its own sort of like mental crisis, I think. Well, it is, yeah. So, So the idea is that the Doctor's been there before... Slightly problem with continuity because it's the fourth Doctor's face, obviously. So yeah. we haven't seen that. When it, when when did that happen? Or is it the future? Obviously long enough that he doesn't fully remember being there, but long enough that, yeah. It's all happened. Yeah, that's a slight thing you're supposed to sort of not really think about too much. And then he's done whatever he's done when they crashed, he thought he was helping them out. So he's programmed the computer for them, but he used his brain print and then it's a schizophrenic computer, basically, with these his personality has accidentally been uploaded. The face of it is the Doctor. It's it's a good concept. We haven't had something like that before with a computer. I mean, we've had evil computers before. We've had Boss and we've had Wotan. And yeah. this is a bit and of a mixture had, of both. And we've had Evil Doctor before. Um, I suppose we've had Evil Doctor before, in a way, sort of. Double, yeah. But um, I don't know. I think Zoanan is a, is a lesser... Uh, evil computer to boss and Wotan, I think. I think they were a bit be- well better done, I think. Yeah, I think that's it. I think like it's a lot of things that we've seen before, but nothing like it could have been really clever. And it it just everything just wasn't quite for me. Because we've had stuff like where the Doctor's effect, you know, in the arc when he goes for the two episodes and they come back and the monoids have taken yeah, over like and stuff. Like we've had that. bits like that before. Yeah, and I'd have loved that. I think it's the fact that it just felt so disconnected from, and yet we're supposed to believe that he's been there. I don't know. I just found it. I, I, the arc is a perfect example of that. It would have been great to have started with seeing the Doctor leave, and in whatever form it was, because it obviously wouldn't have been what we see now. But wouldn't it have been great if it had started instead with like, um, him leaving whoever it was that he'd helped set up and goes 
and and then he comes back and we think he's somewhere else because it's all just completely different. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um until we realise actually he's returned into the future of this planet. Because then we get I think we get in part four all this sort of padding of the leader shooting the guards and they're just going uh, sort of round in circles. And it's very slow. A four episode there was a lot of padding like that. And it was great because it gave us time with her to get to know her, to see her have that screen time. That was good, I think. Otherwise, she's just some addition. And I guess that's kind of the point. It's introducing her as a character and who she is and her learning to then join. Yeah, she definitely makes this story. If it's, I mean, I'm glad that she's in it so much because if it was just the other guys arguing or the known people arguing... It's. It would be. I. I did enjoy the Leela moments. Uh, it's just a little bit slow, isn't it? Where she's got the gun and she's shooting them, and they're shooting back, and then energy drain, and it's. It's just a little bit. And again, in that spaceship, I, I. You've got a bit of a contrast, but it's so brightly lit. It just looks a bit. If they. I know it's probably done on the cheap and stuff, but. It's just white corridors at the end of the day, and it's not as interesting. White corridors and then those green gnome outfits do not... They just don't fit the that world, I don't think. I think that's why the costumes are lot, so... Yeah. It doesn't fit with the what their surroundings. If they And why have they got... They've got all, like, candles and stuff, and they've all sort of got a bit of a shrine, which I think should be the other society, which is what the other society is about, unless that was intentional that they've sort of swapped, where... The um the severed team have these bits of technology as their shrine, and then the technological Tesh, for some reason, they don't have the technology bits. They've got the candles and stuff, and you I mean, they sort maybe. of accidentally sort of merged. It sort of got a bit mixed up, so they've got bits of each other's society. Maybe I don't know if that was intentional or not. I've just thought of that just now. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if they thought of that forty years ago or not. But. Maybe, but it it doesn't just nothing feels set and comfortable in it. And then in that, you just the real constant is the doctor who's just got he knows he he does know what's going on right from the beginning, really. And then it just takes him a long time to sort it out, I think. And then you have Zoannan taking over Leela and trying to shoot the doctor in part four. If Zoannan's so powerful, can't he just stop the doctor there and then? And and then I I can't really explain the doctor just overrides it and suddenly it's a it's a happy computer and it's chatting and gives them a sofa at the end and let's sit down and have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> you know? A, yeah. And also because he's just out for two days and it's like, oh, well, what's been going on for two days? I don't know. I just thought there's a lot of stuff that worked, but more that didn't work or just didn't feel explained or full. There's just a lot of scenes rather than full, rounded character scenes. You're just relying on Leela as the support there. If there's not, no one else stood out, not yeah. even Thomas or the leader was just general leader. The Tesh were just general servanty people. There wasn't anyone else really that had that could that made the story a bit more. You know, we always have those sort of characters that make it a bit more. There's a, a random moment of a Amelia Ducar moment or something. Not that you yeah, can have it in yeah, you know what I mean? like there wasn't that. like a, a character that we met just halfway through that was I guess that, so the point is the whole point of the story is to introduce Leela. That is the purpose of the story. Yeah. Not, and I, I not really for any other thing than to introduce us this character, her to develop, learn and then decide to join the doctor. So okay, let's just talk about Leela then. What are you pleased that she's the companion yeah, she got on board? 
it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see out of her own world how she'll be. Because I think she was already. This was the. They already had the script, and then Sarah Jane left, and they were like, "Oh, that's." The, I think they were. They wanted a complete contrast to Sarah Jane, someone different. You couldn't go the Katerina route, but you could do something like this character, where it's someone sort of learning or changing their, you know, out, outside of their own world. Yeah. And I think she was already written in this script, and they were like, "Oh, Leela's." perfect for this let's bring her on I, th- I think it was the story first here and then they were like oh let's make her a companion i think it's gonna be very interesting i mean i mean what do you think of her clothes watch i mean yeah that outfit yeah like i said i think it's more interesting for me how she fits into other stories than anything else now because that was obviously her world her story even entering to, to new she knew the her the society and what she was in. So I'm more interested. Ask me after the next one, I think. I think that's good. Yeah, because I mean she can't go around killing everyone all the time. Or can she? You know? <laughs> you well, yeah, exactly. And like and just simple things like the clothes. Like they're so distinct to what was happening there and her outfit and her everything like she wasn't the same character by the end. But she was. She was still that sort of questioning, defensive. Oh, she's still very much the the Sever team, a member of the Sever team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait and see. Oh, well, we've never had anyone like this before as a competitor. Yeah, I was going to say Katerina. Even Victoria, in a way. Well, little... Victoria's probably the closest because Victoria was a Victorian, but her dad did the science stuff, but she understood that. This is a little bit different in the... It's always been around. They've just not realised it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll have to find out. So, uh, uh, sort of not a standout, really, I don't think, for either no, of us, really. No, but I, I just feel like the whole purpose of it was to introduce her. It didn't feel like it was... And I think maybe they might have even tweaked the story to push that more, that element of, like, it's to introduce this character. Hmm. Well, she goes through your companion, you know, she gets captured she's tied up she gets oh, hypnotized gets she does a bit out. of everything she, yeah. gets, she does a bit of everything at least it's a good <laughs> companion intro hey, story taking over and tries to kill the doctor all the classics you know yeah well yeah I, i'm interested to see how we how it develops uh or what you think of how it develops because yeah it's definitely something new at least a bit a good change we were waiting for a change we were ready for a change Sarah yeah, Jane. yeah. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah Change? Sarah Jane? <laughs> Sarah Jane's Change, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, the next story is four episodes. You're right. pleased to know, as usual. My fave. Uh, and it's called The Robots of Death. Oh. And I will calm down after meeting some <laughs> neighbours. It's been hey, a I'm funny week. Now. Yeah. I'm it's a funny week for The Face of Evil. It's an odd one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's just a funny time this week. We've both been super uh, well, busy. Just plug in other things. So, like... Um, I'm currently watching The Crown as well. I'm rewatching The Crown, so that's my recommendation. Uh, and I'm also in a show this week, so which is why we we had to record tonight because I'm in a show. And so anyone South Wales based that wants to see me in Into the Woods in Penarth, come along. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> I think when this goes out, there'll be like one performance tomorrow. Left. Friday and Saturday. We go out Friday night. Okay, and okay. Get, yes. if you're listening Saturday, to this. Thank you very much. <laughs> and our coffee members get it on Wednesday when we open. So Well yeah, yeah. if I edit it if I edit it in time, yeah, they get yeah, it. <laughs> Um, well, I'm going to go. I am going to try and see the Queen's Coffin at the weekend, hopefully. Yeah. So, so never, that's a strange, that's a weird sentence. I'm in a show. I'm in Into the Woods in Penarth. And yeah. Mark is the Penarth yeah, Pavilion, if anyone's interested. And um, Mark will go and see the Queen's Coffin. Yeah, here we are. Historic moments. <laughs> You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash 2WatchWho. Thanks everyone for your comments. We got quite a few from last week's discussion on the Deadly Assassins. That's always interesting to to see what people think and for people to send in their opinions as well. Yeah. <laughs> we love to see what, what everyone thinks. I don't know if this one's going to go down. I don't think the face of evil is... It's not high up there, I don't think. But that's as soon as I've said that now. Yeah, people. If you love the face of evil, we'll wait and see. Let us know. Yeah. yeah. Okay then. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Two. Watch who.